How are we doing today, my lovely listeners? Whether your answer is good, bad, or somewhere in between, I pray that these next few minutes provide a respite for your soul as we talk about the hard spaces. My name is Brenna, and today I'm joined by my dear friend Jillian, and we're chatting about friend breakups today. So let's get started. All right, everyone, I'm so, so excited for today's conversation. It's about a topic that I've been thinking about for a while, experienced recently, and I'm sure a lot of you in your 20s have gone through is the friend breakup. So I'm here with my coworker and friend, uh, Jillian. So why don't you do a little introduction of who you are, how old you are, kind of what stage of life you're in, uh, so our audience gets to know you a little better. Awesome. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I am Jillian. And yeah, I work at Karis with Brenna. I have a social work background and I'm doing counseling right now. I am 30 years old, which is still weird to say, um, officially out of my 20s. And I have been married for almost five years to my husband, Colin. And we have a son named Liam, who is almost a year. Little Liam. Little Liam. Crazy Liam. So precious. Yeah, it's so great to have you on the show. I know you just have so much wisdom to impart to all us oh young 20-something-year-olds. Um, I honestly love having 30-somethings on the show. I just feel like they it's so fresh in their minds, all the things you've like learned in your 20s. Um, yeah, and I'm just so excited to share that with everybody. So as I said, we're talking about friend breakups, and I'm sure from the title, you all know what I'm talking about. And I think this is just such an interesting topic and maybe something that hasn't really been talked enough, in my opinion, um, because we all go through it. But I feel like people are more focused on dating breakups and most songs and movies are about, you know, that relationship. But I think there's a lot of emotional baggage and, and hurt and loss in these breakups too. So I think it's worth definitely talking about. So yeah, um, if you don't mind just kind of sharing a little bit about your experience with friend breakups and how maybe it's like impacted your life. Sure. Yeah. Like I was saying to you earlier, I, when you told me the topic, I was like, oh no, I don't (laughs) want to talk about this, (laughs) which is funny because it's been years and, and there has been healing and forgiveness and moving on. But I think it is very telling that it's just something that's hard to talk about. Um, And I like that you are calling it a breakup because that's kind of what it has felt like, at least for me. Um, Yeah. So I have definitely had friend breakups, had probably one major one in my twenties, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, of a friend where we moved to Chicago together. We were set up through mutual friends neither of us really knew each other or knew anyone in Chicago. So we quickly became like each other's person um, and started just building friendships together and had so much fun along the way. So we just kind of had like this instant friendship over the years. Yeah. Um, And yeah, we're both Christians, went to church together, had similar values. Like Mm. it's so funny it sounds like a relation, like a romantic relationship, <laughs> but that's like friendships are that way. Yeah. And, um, especially we both were single. So yeah. we were like really important to each other yeah. in a time when we, we really needed a good friend. So, um, yeah. And then kind of as years went by, um, some of her like decisions and, um, choices just weren't really matching her values. And so, mm that's hard on a friendship um 
and kind of wanting to speak that truth in love, but Mm -hmm. not always doing that well, not always knowing how to do that in a way that um, is loving. Um, So I think that kind of just caused some challenges and just tension. Yeah. So it sounds like it was more of like a gradual growing apart than like a one instant thing that was like, I'm done. I'm like, we're not friends anymore. Yeah. 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 It definitely wasn't like one big fight, one big disagreement. It was actually probably years, like about two years of Mm. pretty much having the same issue um, and having lots of conversations, lots of really hard conversations Um, Which, looking back, I'm proud of both of us for having that. I think it's easy not to. It's easy just to, like, pull away. Yeah, or avoid. Um, So, yeah, lots of of hard conversations. But um, realizing we couldn't control one one another. We were going to make choices that maybe the other person didn't like. Mm. Um, And that, yeah, that was just hard. And I think... Um, she didn't necessarily want to hear the truth all the time. And so that ultimately, I think, is what kind of ended our friendship because that caused her to pull away and then me to pull away. And yeah. yeah. When you were like going through the midst of all of that, and this is something that I feel like I'm experiencing right now, is almost like unprepared with how to deal with something like that. Like I felt like growing up in the church— there were mess like there was talk of um, how to deal with like dating breakups and dating this and dating that, but just not a lot of conversations about friendships in general, specifically the loss of the friendship or friend breakups and how to handle that. So did are you having this did you have a similar experience with that? Like how did you sort of I don't know, I just feel sort of unprepared with friend breakups mm-hmm. now, so I didn't know if you had a similar experience or you felt well equipped to <laughs> No, Um, no, I, yeah, I think just my upbringing in in the church talked a lot about marriage, talked a lot about purity, Mm. but not a ton about how to be a good friend. And I think I'm even learning more of what that means now um, and really what like true community is too. So in the midst of, of that friendship, ending over a period of time I also didn't I don't think I felt well equipped to speak truth and love really well um, which we're called to do especially to the people who are Christians and people that we love and so I didn't always do that well um, not really knowing how to yeah that phrase I hear that so much like growing up in the church is speak the truth and love speak the truth and love and it's like but what does that I mean we could have a whole other podcast about that phrase in and of itself and what that looks like but that is a huge part of especially believer to believer friendships Mm -hmm. um and I think we live in an era that maybe has influenced the church more so than we want to admit of like um you do your thing I'll do my thing uh, your truth, my truth kind of thing. Um, as long as you're not bothering it, but like, and so anything that I say that is in disagreement with you is like hate, hate speech or bigotry, like all of these things where it's like, those things exist, but it's almost like you don't know how to walk the line. of like, Hey, like scripture's saying this, you're doing this. 
nobody ever wants to hear that kind of stuff. Like, I don't care how mature you are in your walk. So it is hard when that is a part of the friend breakup is like trying to follow biblical commands to, to live your life that way. And it ends up in, in a way that almost feels like, man, maybe I shouldn't have said that, or maybe Mm. you start questioning it. And and it was that something you struggled with a little bit of like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Or that like, you start questioning, like, the way you, your intentions and your heart were to follow the Lord. And you felt maybe like, I don't know, like, God, where are you in all of this? You know? Yeah, for sure. And I think just this fear of coming across as being judgmental, Mm -hmm. I really didn't want to do that. And I was at times, at times I wasn't able to have the love because of my own frustrations or anger um, and just, wanting to shake her sometimes Mm. but also not wanting to come across judgmental and and angry so that love piece is huge yeah and really hard yeah yeah it's so 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 challenging and I think um you know as we're navigating friendships in our 20s yeah those those are the hard-hitting things that we're trying to (laughs) to as, as believers at least we're trying to walk the line of because I love you, I have to say hard things. And, you know, scripture talks about that of, you know, it talks about how the rebuke of a friend is better than like the kiss of an enemy kind of thing. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it's, it's along those lines in Proverbs of when you really love somebody, which, you know, you really loved your friend. It's like, yeah, like having to say those things because you care. Because if you really didn't care about her, be sure to whatever you want. And I think that's where sometimes the culture can get love mixed up in dating, in marriage, and in friend love relationships is like, yeah, like you do what you want. And it comes across as like love and acceptance, but in a way it's almost unloving. It's like, well, I mean, again, a whole other podcast about the idea of truth being fluid and and this within yourself versus like a stable, you know, thing. But if as believers we're living our life to the latter, it's like, yeah, like, like this is hard this is a hard space to exist within but because I love you the boundaries have fallen for us in pleasant places right like the the Bible is pretty clear on that and it's like helping each other do that is so easy to say all these things like quoting that verse or saying and it's like how the heck do we like when the rubber hits the road and I see my friend like you know I don't know whether it's like sleeping around or whatever it is I don't know like something that's just like what are you doing? It's like, how, how did you feel like you learned to approach that? But I mean, I know you, you said you questioned some of the ways that you approach it, but did you find ways of like, no, like this, like I should have said that, or I should have done this and she didn't react well, but I know what I did was like, what, like a good friend would have done. Like, did you feel, experience any of that through the breakup? And can you ask the question? Yeah. Sorry. I was kidding. I think when there's anger there and hurt feelings there, it's easy just to put it all on the other person too. So in the moment, I think I was probably feeling more of that, of Mm. this is, she has caused this, this is her problem. Um, Why won't she follow the values that she's saying? Why won't she listen to me? Mm. Um, And looking back, I think, really I had to take responsibility for some of it too and the way that I handled it. So, mm. and we did have conversations where I, I had to ask for forgiveness of, I'm so sorry that, that it came out that way. 
not that I'm taking back like the truth behind this because I want these things for you that God wants for you, but really having to look at myself too and, and look at what, what did I do poorly in this and Mm. how could I have handled this differently, Mm. which is really humbling. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not not easy, but yeah. um, I think it has helped me just grow and learn how to do it a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's awesome. Um, let's go into, um, I, I read, I wrote a couple of questions down last night, but I think I'm going to go, I'm going to hop around a little bit. Um, so we, we mentioned this a little bit at the beginning of the podcast, of uh, a lot of conversations surrounding dating breakups, not a lot around friend breakups, which kind of leads people to feeling unprepared. Why do you think that's the reality within the church and both of our experiences like why do you think there's so much focus on that relationship versus a friendship and this is something I just want to speak on really quickly I was thinking about this Jesus calls us his bride and marriage is a beautiful picture of the gospel but Jesus also calls us his friend and in scripture you know he talks about um Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friend. And so I just wonder, like, are we as the church, like, giving, should we be holding that word into higher value? Like, Jesus is calling us friend, and that relationship has value, too. And and maybe having those conversations on the front end would help people prepare for any sort of friend breakups or changes that happen in the back end. Um, So what what are your thoughts on why this is? the reality of our, our church experience. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking about Paul in, in Acts. So he's going around to all these churches, right. And I think it's like Acts 20, he's talking to the elders in Ephesus. And when he's leaving them, they weep. They weep because they were such dear, deep friends and they, they're not sure if they're going to see him again. And I don't, know that I've had that taught to me throughout my life that friendships are meant and created to be these like beautiful like covenantal friendships Mm. they've always felt very fluid and very is this suiting me in this Mm. time in my life um am I supposed to be somewhere else or am I supposed to be in Chicago it's not always thinking about these friends that I'm committing to and, and this community. And I think that's just not focused on enough Mm. of how to really be committed to each other in friendship for better or worse. Like in so many ways it mimics a marriage. And I don't know that, that that's something that I've really learned over the years through the church of how to yeah be there for one another like yeah. really be there for each other and um just be like family on mission together yeah that's not necessarily how I've thought of friendships throughout my life it yeah. feels more transactional yeah you you said a lot of good points there that stood out to me that the word covenant even you know that's something solely used pretty much for marriage right yeah, yeah. but it's like and, and I have felt this too of friendships being more disposable, right? Like, oh, you're not 
bowing before God and a bunch of people that you're committed in sickness and health. And so it almost seems like, I mean, yes, there is value in like some people in your life for seasons and some aren't, but also this idea of like, you know, friendships are work and they take commitment. I mean, I I talk about this in another podcast I just recorded about true intimacy and community. So it sort of overlaps here, but yeah, sometimes I wonder if it's like, we need to shift the focus. The church needs to keep shifting the focus. And I'm seeing this happen slowly of like, marriage is not the ultimate goal in life. And you know, speaking as someone who like a married person and a single person agree on that, it's like the Bible is very clear, like the prize is Jesus and it always has been. Right. And so all the relationships are secondary. But sometimes I felt like growing up in church, it was like marriage, Jesus, then family, you know, like the order was mixed up a little bit. But I see this shift happening and I want to be a part of that is, and I mean, there's so many benefits to that of the inclusion of singles and all these other things of the value and importance of friendship and committing to that. And I guess, you know, especially like as you, you get married and like, you know, things change your, your schedule does get busier raising a family and stuff and committing to this number one relationship priority in your life and can, you know, all of that stuff. Um, so how has it been, you know, healing from, you know, the, the friendship breakup that you're talking about now, but I mean, that was, you know, you're single now you're married you have all these like other responsibilities, busy schedule. How do you live out that, um, those other covenant relationships you're talking about, like within friendships and the commitments that they require? Um, because I'm sure there's a lot of 20 something year olds listening who got married young or in their twenties and are like, maybe not knowing how to balance friendships and prioritizing that when now you have a spouse. It's like, how, how, how do you balance that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Honestly, I'm grateful to have a spouse who shares in this desire and this desire for family on mission, for friends on mission. And so we were in a mixed small group that Mm -hmm. we just started leading. And so it's married, singles, um, and men, women. And I think it's just such a picture of what friendship in the body of Christ looks like. Mm. Um, and really this commitment to each other. When we started this group, we were like, hey, we don't want this to just be a place where we study scripture. Or we're going to do that. We don't just want this to be a place you come every Tuesday. We really want you to be committed to this group and committed to each other more than anything mm. and really show up for each other. And mm. so I think we're sort of calling people in our circle higher because we're also like, we need this. Like we individually need this. We in our marriage, we need this. Mm. And we want this for the church. We want people who are really committed to each other. And it and it might just be for this season, but let's be all in. Let's not yeah. be one foot in, one foot out because we might leave Chicago in a year. Yeah. Um, but really investing in each other. Yeah. in that time yeah. that God does have us here because yeah. he does. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, yeah, that that this part of the conversation I wanted to get to in the sense of prevent, to help prevent the the friend breakups. Because like, yes, I think there's a difference between the, a friend breakup and just like people being in your life for seasons. And it's yeah. like, they're still like in your life sort of, right? Like it's not, there's no, you know, there's no hurt there, but it's just like a, you know, we're placed in different places, in different parts of our lives versus like 
you hurt me. This was a close relationship. Now we're not close anymore. Like that. Yeah, that's the difference. But how, how did you process through the friend breakup? Let's talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, um, have experienced a cut, like two or three, probably solid relationship losses th- just this year. Mm-hmm. Two of them being like friends, one of them being like family, um, you know, with divorce and stuff. So it's almost like, I still feel like, how the heck do I like grieve this, process this, um, grow from this? So like, what were some things that, yeah, how did you process through such a painful mm-hmm. experience? Yeah, honestly, talking about it, my my instinct was to not, and just pretend like it never happened and pretend like that friendship never happened and just try to move on. And I would just find it creeping up in different areas of my life. And I, and I didn't like the way that I felt when it crept up. I didn't like the way that um, my thoughts were about her mm. when those would creep up or I would hear her name or things like that. I just mm. didn't, I was harboring anger Mm. and hurt and I finally talked about it with people who were close with me and I think too because it's usually in a friend group so it's awkward if it's a friend breakup it's awkward to bring up and people are uncomfortable and unsure of if you want to talk about it or if you don't yeah and so just finding those safe people that I knew loved me um but also loved her but um so yeah, pro- really being able to process everything that happened rather than just ignoring it and trying to push it aside. Yeah. Which sounds simple, but it's really not. It's I think it's a huge important part of healing. Yeah. And I talk about that with my counseling clients too. You have to move through the pain and the grief to get to healing and it's no different with a friend breakup. Mm. Yeah, I remember I was I was telling Jillian a little bit about my breakup that happened a few weeks ago, and that's exactly what she was telling me because, you know, and, and we just talked about that this morning in another interview I recorded of when you're harboring anger, I tend to be like, well, they don't get to make me sad anymore or mm-hmm. like yeah. this or that or whatever, and then you try to prove that you're better off or you're stronger or whatever it is. But you find that you're just fake, like you're just faking it. You're not, you're not growing from that. You're not accomplishing anything from that. Um, And I think the same way that if somebody breaks up with you in a dating relationship, if there's a loss in a friendship, you need to cry. You need to give yourself time to, to talk to people about it. And especially, I think I was harder, I'm harder on myself with friend breakups because it's like, well, they don't. And this is going to sound horrible saying out loud, but it's like, they don't matter as much, right? Mm-hmm. Like you think in your head of like, like you were saying earlier, like it has more of a disposable element to it or connotation to it, the word friendship. People come and go out. People have come and gone out of my life since I was a kid. Of course, like I don't talk to people that I know when I was four, you know, like you just like you grow up. And t- but there's just something about, especially I'm learning being in your 20s, everyone's like <laughs> figuring out their life. Like, who am I? Like, you know, should I be married and have kids? Should I go to grad school? Like, it's just, there's a lot of, like, people are in totally different stages of life, but very similar ages. And I think 
that can cause a lot of shifting and changing and dynamics of friendships and cause confusion and leave space for hurt and all that stuff. But yeah, for me, when I think about the the two friend breakups that happen, it's like, I know this shouldn't make me feel like this shouldn't make me feel like that. Like, it's just a, like, not that it's just a friend, but it's like, again, you didn't really, I didn't really hear a lot about it growing up or it's mm-hmm. all the sad songs about love songs, like for, you know, romantic relationships. So it's like, no, like I, and nobody, I, I, I don't think I ever had conversations with people in college and until recently of like friend breakups. So I was like, am I crazy? Like, am I, should I, you know, especially like the one breakup was they like on that, like in a sense of like, they walked away from the Lord, they whatever. But then the other one was I messed up and not receiving forgiveness. So in one end I'm wrestling. And I think forgiveness, we can talk a little bit about that. And this is an important element of a breakup is, um, having to give forgiveness to somebody that you struggle to love now versus trying to receive forgiveness for somebody that you are even struggling to like accept what you've done. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's this, this pool of like the role of forgiveness is huge in this and how in your processing through that friendship loss, have you forgiven that person? How did you get to that point? Where are you kind of at with that? Yeah, I... I think I had to come back to like I did the best I could with what I had at the time and and that's sort of how I worked through forgiving myself in those moments and and yeah I hope that she has forgiven me for that um but I think I yes I have forgiven her and I think kind of a way that I know that is that I can remember fondly like our time together like I'll have things will happen I mean we spent several really formative years rooming together living together and being friends in this brand new city where we knew no one and in our early 20s so I think that forgiveness element and that healing has happened and I can look back and think about these funny things that had happened and think about her in a positive way and want good things for her. Um, And I can't say that I felt that way in the midst of it. And so to me, that's just a sign of healing and health and knowing that if I ran into her, I could wish her well Mm. and that it probably was the best thing that we're not still friends. I think realizing, oh, there were certain things in this friendship that really weren't meeting my needs. Um, and I still wish her well. Yeah. Um, I think I want to kind of take this conversation to scripture. I always want to try to root this podcast in the word of God to, as our source of truth, as much wisdom as Jillian has, we want it to be grounded in the scriptures. Um, so what does the Bible tell us about friendships? Like what, like how did Jesus model it? I know we we I quote, we quoted a little bit earlier. We saw we talked about Paul and Jesus, but yeah, what a, what are some scripture references that you would want to share about this? Is sort of shaped the way you have viewed friendships, especially in the face of like losing friendships and how to grow from that, and being, you know, continuing to to reach out and make friends in the future. Just the, one of the things that comes to mind is First Corinthians thirteen, which we hear at weddings all the time. It's often 
talked about in the context of marriage. Mm -hmm. And it's such a beautiful verse, but it's not necessarily talking about marriage. It's talking about love, which is Jesus and the way that he is towards us. Like we're supposed to be that way towards other people and and that includes friends. So all of those elements of what love is, mm. it's patient, it's kind, it's not arrogant, it's not resentful or irritable, like all of these things we are to bring into a friendship relationship too. Mm. And just because it's not this covenantal marriage relationship doesn't mean that we have to treat it so much differently than that. Obviously, it's not the same, but that level of commitment, I think if we had that as bodies, a body of believers, of Christians, it would change the church. It would change Oof. the world mm. if we loved each other in that way mm-hmm. and we're really committed. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're preaching, Jelly. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I felt like I, 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 I was truly blessed and enjoyed my time at Moody. But yeah, sometimes I felt like yeah, I had friends, but it was like once it was like, there's a guy. Now it's serious. Now we're dating. Now we're married. It was like, not that I was left behind by, I, mean, I have great friends who are married now. I love them. But it did feel like second. And like, mm-hmm. to your point, they are different relationships. They're there is this, you are committing to this person, this is a priority relationship, but maybe the distance shouldn't be as far as what we've created to be of like, you know, love here versus like love down here. And it's like, well, like they're all gifts from the Lord and they are all beautiful pictures and opportunities to serve, to sacrifice, to commit, to to step outside of ourselves. And to your point earlier, when you're talking about like, Sometimes we can be very self-focused in our friendships, which contribute contributes to that disposable attitude of, um, and also I do want to address briefly, like there have been, I mean, the people that are going through these friend breakups and have been hurt to want to invest in friendships again can be a challenge. And I don't know if that's something maybe you want to speak to as well of like that person was really close to you and you lived with them and you trusted them and to have that sort of fade out or to just dealing with that heavy burden is like, did you find it harder to like, like finding another best friend or like make it, you know, it's like when you're vulnerable and you're hurt, building up the strength to go out and do that again in a friendship context can be exhausting. Like even me just saying that just, it sounds exhausting to me. And um, even as an extrovert to me that just sounds like <laughs> I know like Jane you're a little more in, are you introvert extrovert yes. yeah I'm more introvert I'm a high functioning introvert <laughs> high function yeah. I love it um, but yeah like what would you say to those people listening who it's like man this breakup is fresh I am feeling a little misanthropic right now <laughs> um, how, how do I trust people again how do I build those friendships again you know yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's such a real feeling yeah. when it's, especially when it's so raw and those emotions are just the most heightened that they'll be because you're so close to when the actual breakup occurred. It makes sense, right? It makes sense to be a little bit cautious and be a little bit careful of letting new people into 
our lives and into our vulnerable spaces. Um, but I think just remembering that there's so much beauty in relationship too. Mm. There's so much growth and goodness in friendship and in being known, like being really truly known. And for me, at least that was kind of the motivating factor of I missed having someone really know me and Mm. someone to laugh with and do fun things with. And I think remembering the good things about that relationship did help me to move forward too. Of like there, it wasn't all bad. Like there were good things and that's why it's so hard. Yeah. But really desiring that again. Um, and it's okay for that to take time. I think it's okay to not be a hundred percent vulnerable. Like someone should, you know, earn your trust in a sense of really showing that they can be a good friend and they're someone who can be worthy of your trust. Um, Guarding my heart as much as I I want to in that just isn't, it's not fruitful. It's not enjoyable. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's, I have to be very intentional with really getting to know people and allowing them to get to know me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, vulnerability, man. I've talked about that a couple of times in some of the conversations I've had, and it's so key. And I think the enemy wants us to see that as weakness and to see it as um, something to avoid so that way we remain an island and remain isolated, and he can try Mm -hmm. to grab a hold of us because I think we're stronger in community. And, you know, the word is very clear where two or three are gathered. You know, he is there, and... There's just so much power and just even just being around other believers. If you're in a season of needing to sit back a little bit and like Jillian was saying, not telling your whole life story <laughs> to the person you talked to like three times, but you know, maybe it's just giving yourself enough grace. Like, Hey, I'm going to go get ice cream with a group of these people, but you might not say that much, but you're just around other people who mm. are believers and, and will love you where you're at and will show you, um, Christ's love for you and I think that that is super healing and something we should strive to be for those people that might seem a little quieter or might seem a little standoffish and it's like well you don't know what kind of pain they've gone through maybe it, maybe it was a friend breakup like we've been chatting about but this has been great Jillian I think we've covered so many great aspects I mean I could talk about this for hours it's such <laughs> right. a fresh fresh thing in my life but I think you've shared a lot of wisdom here today and reminded us of Uh, who Jesus is and his view on friendships and in the hard spaces of friend breakups. So thank you so much for being here with me. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks everybody for listening to this week's episode of Soul Things. That's what I wanted to share with you today. So I just love to engage with you guys. So please give me a follow on Instagram at soul underscore things underscore podcast, or you can be old school. Shoot me an email at soulthingspodcast at gmail.com. I'll be sharing encouraging information, posts about podcasts coming up, taking some polls. So we'd just love to chat with you all. So thank you so much for joining me through navigating this crazy decade of your twenties. So remember that even in the hard spaces, his grace abounds. See you next week. Bye.